and welcome to the Wasatch Report. This is episode 34, and I'm Suzanne Sherman. Joining me today, as always, co-host, producer, and wonderful friend, Jeff Johnson. We decided to try and get an extra show in this week because we came across an article. Apparently, New York Magazine art critic says that republicanism is an idea that needs to be isolated and snuffed out. This really isn't very newsworthy, given that we've been experiencing so much censorship with uh, technology and the tech giants uh, canceling pages, canceling, uh, permanently deleting, you know, political opinions that uh, don't go with their agenda. But we'll be addressing that. Also, on Monday, we did a show about federalism. And that was with regards to, I believe, a firearms case. Oh, no, no. That was the Roman Catholic Diocese of Brooklyn versus Cuomo. But we've got a follow-up to that with regards to a gun case coming out of your neck of the woods, Pennsylvania, Jeff, a state gun law with regards to concealed carry. And a gun rights advocate group is taking that one to, you guessed it, federal court. Before we get rolling, though, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash Suzanne Sherman's The Wasatch Report radio show for both political shows and preparedness shows, PolitiPrep podcasts, which also has its own fan page. Also on Facebook, if you want to check out some of our preparedness ideas, go to the Red Hot Chili Prepper, C-H-I-L-L-Y, the Red Hot Chili Prepper website, SuzanneCSherman.com. Have a couple new blogs up out of there. Also on Suzanne's articles, the 10th Amendment Center also published my most recent article about the uh, Roman Catholic Diocese of Brooklyn versus Cuomo with regards to the Supreme Court striking down Governor Andrew Cuomo of the state of New York, his religious restrictions. So do tune in and see that show. You can get that on Anchor FM. And on Anchor FM, I believe we're up on seven platforms, including with the Red Hot Chili Prepper. Both podcasts are on that format. Uh, Find your platform of choice from Anchor. And from there, please write, share the app. You can also go right to our show page, either when you want and donate support us for as little as 99 cents a month so or a day would be fantastic too so we got the website we got anchor we got that uh jeff we have a supporter of the show a sponsor i was wondering if you could take a moment to uh tell our listening audience about bare naked body care sure i'd be glad to christmas is only 23 days away I bet you all didn't know that. So who isn't looking for a great gift for everyone in the family? Go to BareNakedBodyCare.com. Bare Naked Body Care offers natural body care products for the entire Bare Naked family. Pamper Mama Bear skin with our lotions and body butters. Treat her to a luxuriating bath with one of our Bare Naked Tingles. Bath Bombs. Treat baby bear's skin right with our unscented soaps, lotions, and body butters. Help Papa Bear smell like a real man with our men's line of products, including a special line of soaps and beard care products. Go to BareNakedBodyCare.com and use the promo code SHERMAN10, S-H-E-R-M-A-N-10, and you'll get 10% off that purchase. Go there now. Order your Christmas gifts right Just now. Please do. Clear, I don't know if they get a 10% discount, but I think we get 10% of the profits. We're going to record that. Uh, we'll record that promo. So that'll be a lot easier for you, Jeff. We just added in later on. 
what we'll do also if if you don't no, want no, to no 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 I like the live feeds even if I screwed up it's I like the live feed the live I reads I think we should like... we need more people if you have a product out there you want to sell send us send it to us we'll do live reads yeah I can't be the only... love, I love doing the live reads um so anyway yes, I am a huge proponent of supporting cottage industries home businesses as we know they are getting clobbered thanks to not the pandemic the government's response to the freaking COVID <clears throat> cold, let's call it. Um, so let's let's help out those that are struggling and that have their own businesses. Again, if you do need to get something from, say, the tech giants and Amazon, Amazon has Amazon Smile where you can find your charity of choice and a proceed of your uh, purchases will go to that one. I personally chose to um, have Mises.org be mine. Mises is a great source of information for um, freedom and uh, learning about Austrian economics. That being said, Jeff, uh, thank you for those that are listening live, by the way. And uh, again, if you're listening to us on Anchor FM, follow us on Facebook, and then we'll have announcements if you would like to participate and submit your comments to the show. <laughs> let's let's get into this, Jeff. Let's talk about this case here. This is a or this article. This is from uh, Newsbusters. Art critic Republicanism needs to be isolated and snuffed out. Tell me what you saw here, my friend. This is uh, by a Brett T at Twitchy. Uh, he reported that this weekend that New York Magazine's senior critic, uh, art critic Jerry Saltz, crossed the line of decency. He tweeted, "Republicanism is no longer a political problem. Republican Republicanism is a social problem. It must be treated the same way coronavirus is treated." So, what are you trying to do? You're trying to get rid of it. It has to be isolated and snuffed out by repressing it in about 70% of the general population. So, hey, there we go. Uh, not only are we just like a virus, uh, we need to be snuffed out and repressed. And like, not like they aren't doing it already. Well, this is what's interesting. I like the term that he uses and comparing human beings to a disease that they say is deadly. And what, what they're saying here is we need to be eradicated. Coincidentally, is this related or not? The Justice Department is quietly amending its execution protocols, no longer requiring federal death sentences to be carried out by lethal injection and clearing the way to use other methods like firing squads and poison gas. Hey, that's progress, folks. Mike, Mike, when I first saw that in conjunction with this article that you showed me earlier, Jeff, I'm thinking it almost sounds like they're planning on killing a lot of people at a time. Yeah, when I saw that other article, I said, oh, hey, hey, what are they going to bring back the uh, guillotine? Hey, man, that would be just a blast to watch people getting their heads lopped off. So we got this guy who wants to snuff us out. Uh, some of the people responded to him and said, uh, Jerry, uh, are you sure about this one? Sounds a bit gulaggy. That was um, a Tess Ashpool. He wants to get rid of us. Uh, and not like it isn't already happening. You know, our good friend, Mike Church, he, how many weeks is he now banned from YouTube for? Uh, talking about truth now oh check this out now he's i think he's off for another five or six days but the oh is it days okay i thought it was i thought you said weeks i think it was monday they pulled his video down from youtube because he was telling his listeners about the flu he's been sick this past week he finally went to the hospital and got treatment he wasn't making any coronavirus claims or anything like that advocating one treatment or another he was just talking about his own personal experiences 
and they shut that down. And we're seeing this repeatedly, that messages that don't conform to the suggested agenda are being shut down. In fact, Tom Woods had that one video about COVID referring to the mask wearing and all this other stuff as voodoo. 1.5 million views this thing got and it's been taken down because it doesn't conform to the acceptable narrative from these these people over, you know, sitting in cubicles over in Silicon Valley there. This is nothing new. And for instance, uh, the Wasatch repa- uh, report, our page on Facebook, I got another violation. What was my offense? I shared a report from... John Hopkins, and they were comparing what the actual coronavirus deaths were. And Facebook told me it was false information and they are not going to be, um, I had to laugh at this, suggesting my page anymore. You dipshits haven't been uh, promoting this page for a year now. It's been having this since May. It's been threatened. They've threatened to remove the page. So let's go back to this article. If you think about it now, remember Hillary Clinton when she was campaigning? called Trump supporters, you know, 50% of the voters there. Uh, I'm not going to say Americans because we know 100% of Americans don't vote, but half of the voting population in her mind are a big basket of deplorables. We are unable, uh, incapable of redemption. And then we saw who was that other actress that was holding up her comedian Trump's head, decapitated head, that image. And all of a sudden they're saying, well, we want some unity. We all need to come together now. So now this guy enters into the fray and says that, again, Republican is no longer a political problem. Well, Republicanism, neo-Marxism, these are political agendas, but the effect of which has impacts that either, you know, the opposite side finds absolutely repugnant. Only there was a way that we could peacefully maybe uh, maybe maybe separate and not have to affect each other like this in a way that we all find each other, you know, just so reprehensible, deplorable, you know, no longer a political problem. We need to be isolated and snuffed out. Remember also when AOC was was being interviewed during her campaign, she slipped and said, we need to sort these people out. Why didn't the woman interviewer go, what, what, what do you mean? Sort these people out. What people? And what do you want to do once they are sorted out? Well, we've seen what this government does when it wants to sort people out, don't we? Did you remember seeing that article I, I shared the other day about, uh, it was from UK, I believe. No, no, it was from down under. Australia is making camps for people that w- uh, won't be tested for COVID. Did you see that? And I asked how long until uh, Cruella decides that she wants the camps here because, you know, she likes, you know, she's always wanting to incarcerate people that were innocent of everything. Here we go. So it's not a far stretch to get to the camps and then get to the the gas chambers. Yeah, we've talked about the social credits before, and we've heard people even say with regards to this country, if you don't want to get tested or if you don't want to wear a mask, fine, you don't have to, but just don't think that you're going to be allowed to participate in society. Well, what happens now if you don't want to have the vaccination? Am I, and, and I forgot who it was, but somebody else commentator said, well, you know, if you don't want to have the vaccination, that's fine, but just go move into the mountains somewhere and never come down. <laughs> don't threaten me with a good time. And then I, I, I believe it was today I shared an article again from the UK about uh, life will never return to normal. 
and because it, you know this whole thing if you're not vaccinated your life will never return to normal that had it that went along with the vaccine and we can see that coming here there's they're going to be in they're going to force people to get vaccines and if you don't your life will be you won't be able to go to the stores won't be able to do anything and uh, who knows you got those camps in australia man, they'll probably be here too then well, also, you know, with the big push, I just saw a commercial today for a company and they literally showed people throwing out bars of gold into the streets. Bags of bars of gold were being dropped. And I don't mean rain down upon as gifts upon society, but dropped like garbage. The phrase of the commercial was dump the gold, ditch the gold and go to a cashless society. So now it's not even, not only have we abandoned the gold standard, but now we're eschewing it completely. And with the cashless society, what's to stop the government from funding any kind of program, any kind of war? But why are you continuing to tax us to keep us oppressed, to keep us able to, to, to prevent us from having to, to live our lives joyously? I've been saying to my family, this past year, it's almost as if our governments are at war with free, happy people to get us ready for what? The Great Reset. When they're saying build back better, these catchphrases that they're using, that's all part of this Great Reset. Remember once upon a time, people were accusing people talk, trying to warn you about Agenda 21. Oh, you and your tinfoil hat people. I say, no, go to the United Nations site, look up Agenda 21, and there are so many websites there with laws linked to that. I finally got, I, I finally got tired of scrolling through the pages. It was, it was endless. So let's go back to see what this gentleman says. So the person interviewing said, are you really sure about this one? As you said, sounds a bit gulaggy. And he shot back, the ism is not the people. Oh, that makes me feel so much better. How do you separate the idea from the people? I guess censor them. I guess maybe not allow them part to participate in things like concerts if they don't want to wear their masks or if they don't want to get their vaccination. So, you know, if you it was a Qantas that said that you're not going to be able to fly without your vaccine. Yes, exactly. Oh, yes. I think it was Qantas or something like that. One of those uh, New Zealand yeah, uh, airlines. Qantas Airlines. Yeah. And the funny thing is here, you know, comparing another to a party to a, uh, another party to a virus is is calling us a disease, something that needs to be eradicated. That's what I hope this guy gets called out. And I hate this cancel culture. But, you know, could you imagine, Jeff, if you or I had been putting stuff like this out there, if we had tweeted it, if we had put this on Facebook or we were calling out for neo-Marxism to be snuffed out, calling them a virus, we would be banned from every tech platform, every form of social media. We would be eschewed from the, the four the four listeners that follow us, according to that one <laughs> from last week. So this is what's really uh, crazy. There's an article that's linked to here, and I think you shared this one in the comments. But there's if you click on the part here where it says the man is a self-confessed liberal bedwetter recently panicking at the horrid things that would happen in a second Trump term and wailing about the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Now, this ties into what we're talking about later with SCOTUS. He's saying here that the mass vigils for her, Ginsburg, sprung up almost immediately after the news broke and strange way he said it was a secular canonization but there was also kind of collective acknowledgement 
by a nation of frayed liberals that the country they believed in was held together by a wire and a string and the frail body of a single octogenarian battling pancreatic cancer. The thread snapped. What a bunch of freaking drama. But if you think about it, the conservatives are just as guilty. Look how we scratch and claw for every so-called conservative justice to be appointed. Look how we wanted to make sure. And I think Donald Trump had every right and the Senate had an obligation to confirm uh, immediately the Trump's Trump's uh, nominee, uh, Amy Coney Barrett. So but the, the, the fact that they're saying one woman is holding this nation together by a thread is just such a repudiation of the Republican form of government that we have. But we're going to take a quick break for our friends over at Anchor and get right back to you. All right, everybody. Uh, I'm Suzanne Sherman. Jeff Johnson joining me here for the Wasatch Report. We're covering an article right now about a magazine critic for New York Magazine, uh, art critic, I should say, uh, art critic Jerry Saltz, accused of crossing the line of decency, saying Republicanism, uh, you know, what he's really saying is anybody that's not a hardcore neo-Marxist needs to be isolated and snuffed out. Now, there is another case as well. And where we did leave off, we were saying that their uh, concern about the loss of Ruth Bader Ginsburg because they felt that the nation was hanging by the thread of one Supreme Court justice. So if you think about this, how concerned they were, one Supreme Court justice unelected to represent, lay down the law for about 330 million people. We talk about federalism all the time, and that's an absolute, that is in direct contravention to all principles of federalism the Constitution has ratified, and we'll keep addressing that. Uh, go back and check out episode 33 of the Wasatch Report. We really went into detail about that. Also on SuzanneCSherman.com, on Suzanne's articles, the common thread there on every topic is federalism. You'll see how we break it down with when the federal government, via their federal judiciary, usurps state sovereignty. It's a common issue. It's been going on for over 100 years. So if you're new to that, go kick around and read that a little bit. But there was also Rutgers assistant journalism pro uh, professor and activist who tweeted on Monday, earlier I suggested the GOP would, pardon me, I'm reading a quote, shit out something more putrid in future elections. Pulis her stuff for this. Poorly chosen metaphor compared GOP politics to fecal matter this was unfair to fecal matter, he says, and does not reflect his, car, uh, his heart. I guess he was backing off a little bit. Unlike the GOP, fecal matter has done nothing wrong. Folks, these are the people that are screaming for unity right now. And, uh, and not only that, after an election that so many people do not have faith in the results right now. I, for one, as you know, Jeff, we made our statement, electile dysfunction, the night of the elections. Right when that came out, we said, we know something's amiss. We carry no water for any political candidate. And I tell you what, if Trump was deemed by the media, the president-elect, pigs would fly first under these circumstances. But if the situation were, were reversed, we would be, we would be calling out our same concerns and wanting, wanting these issues addressed. So we are consistent like that, just like we are when we talked about the results of the case in, in New York City with regards to the limits on religious worship. So uh, it was it was a good outcome, but for the wrong reasons and the wrong venue. And it was uh, another nail in the coffin for federalism. 
did you have anything else you wanted to say about this? Uh, these gentlemen, well, look, Ruth Bader, that whole thing with her being the threat to hold us together. He picked one justice out of nine in the in the grand screen scheme of the Constitution. The uh, the Supreme Court was the weakest branch of the government. And so to say that some one justice is holding everything together is right. to put everything out of order under the I call it the flawed constitution because it it created a form of government that obviously brought us to this point. And you know, the Henry and Mason and a whole bunch of anti federalists told us that it was gonna do precisely what it's done. I have no surprise because I read those guys and I looked at what's going on and they were right. They told us exactly. They were very prescient. Yeah, and just one final reminder, this gentleman who compared the GOP to fecal matter, uh, to be fair, we've done the same thing ourselves, but not because of the whole left-right thing from the whole huge big government that both sides are guilty for that. We do not, again, engage in partisan politics. But this guy, remember, he is an assistant journalism professor. I don't think it's any big surprise why the journalists that we see now are are doing the things they uh, they do and are just so so patently biased. This came out yesterday, and this is in your neck of the woods. Council for Firearms Policy Coalition has filed a motion for a preliminary preliminary for the English speakers injunction that expedited a uh, trial on the merits in a federal court case, Lara v. Evanchik challenging okay let's break this down boys and girls pennsylvania what is pennsylvania jeff a state that okay pennsylvania is a state pennsylvania's ban on handgun carry as to adults under the age of 21 <laughs> apparently pennsylvania only wants them carrying guns under the age of 21 to go kill people overseas uh the motion can be found at blah 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 we don't care about that so the motion, the brief was filed by some uh, lawyers out there. Again, if you want to know why lawyers get this wrong all the time, go to uh, SuzanneCSherman.com. Suzanne's articles, The Problem with Lawyers and the Constitution. By the way, if you find your way to the homepage, there is a donate button. Find yourself so inclined, help us out. They argue that Pennsylvania's laws, Pennsylvania's state laws, not only criminalize the carry of loaded operable firearms by the plaintiffs that prevents them from acquiring a license to carry, completely foreclosing their exercise of the fundamental right to bear arms. The policy is flatly unconstitutional, foreclosed, here we go, by the Second Amendment and the Supreme Court's precedents and must be enjoined. So they are taking a state law, going to federal court, and uh, we've talked about that a little bit, haven't we? First of all, I want to just go back quickly to what uh, Antonin Scalia said about firearms in Heller. And in that case, um, that was a that was in Washington, D.C. And because of the dubious refinement of legislation from Congress to the uh, council in D.C., that was applicable for that was appropriate for the Supreme Court to rule on. However, what what Scalia said and we've addressed this before, is uh, he says that the Second Amendment applies to handguns and it's unconnected with use in the militia. And that is absolutely incorrect, as we've said before, time and time and time again, the Second Amendment applies to Congress. The Bill of Rights applies to Congress, the federal government. Please check that out. Also, the McDonald case where they incorporate 
the Second Amendment upon the case, and that was in uh, Chicago. So in the state of Illinois. So follow that. That is also explained. We've done that before. So the Constitution guarantees the right of all law-abiding adult citizens to carry firearms for self-defense, explained the lawyer here. Pennsylvania's flat denial of this right of 18 to 20-year-olds uh, cannot be squared with the Second Amendment. Jeff, what does the Pennsylvania Constitution say about firearms? I don't have it right in front of me, <clears throat> but I know you're going to ask it. I have it right here, my pile of prep stuff. Mm -hmm. But it, it basically comes down to, I'm going to paraphrase it, the right of the people to uh, defend themselves and the state, their right to keep and bear arms shall not be questioned. That's right. a good paraphrase of it. The end of it is pretty much word for word that the uh, right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be questioned. Well, we're going to take a quick break to thank our musical sponsors, Roxanne, and then we're going to pick this case apart a little bit. Music for this program has been brought to you by Roxanne, courtesy of Rat Pack Records. Radio Silence is the album and is available on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, RatPackRecordsAmerica.com, and RoxanneBand.com. All right, everybody, as we wrap up the show here, we are talking about a case that is coming out from uh, Jeff Johnson's neck of the woods here. And that was uh, coming out from Pennsylvania. And this concerns the denial of 18 to 20 year old adults being denied the right to carry firearms. And as they say here, the the law-abiding adult clients and all young adults in the Commonwealth have a fundamental constitutional right to carry and transport the firearms, but the Pennsylvania's discriminatory law prevents them from getting a license to carry. Interestingly, Utah did did uh, change that law where they will allow 18 to 20-year-olds a provisional carry permit. You know why they did it, though, Jeff? more social justice stuff to prevent girls on uh, pr protect girls, help protect them on college campuses. So never mind that it's just the right thing to do. We have to do something to make it uh, a about the girls. So uh, the Commonwealth criminal law combined with the state's ban on applying and acquiring a license to carry amount to a total ban on the right and ability of law abiding clients to carry a firearm outside their home. So, so Jeff, wouldn't it be great if the Supreme Court struck this down and now and now Pennsylvania could maintain that ban? Or do you think the Supreme Court do you think the Supreme Court should uh, strike this down so all of them can carry? And if we do that, is the Supreme Court going to have a say in what other states do with their firearms law? Because what I'm wondering here, and this is what people, if they're new to the show, are going to say, well, if this is protected by the Second Amendment, Clearly, the Supreme Court should be ruling on this. But remember, the Bill of Rights is simply a reaffirmation that there were certain uh, rights that preexisted the Constitution, as Anton Scalia, Antonin Scalia says in uh, Heller, that predate the Constitution. So essentially, if they rule in a manner that is restrictive of firearms, so if the Supreme Court says, 
we're not going to allow a certain right to happen. That's going to be that's going to be imposed on the others, like we're seeing now with Heller, where they said that firearms uh, were covered that were that were handguns. We're seeing now assault weapons bans being upheld because what did the Second Amendment apply to, according to uh, the court in Heller? And that was handguns. And what is what is one of the big platforms of a Biden-Harris administration? An assault white rifle ban. So that's something to look out. Let's see what uh, Greg here is saying. The uniform. Uh, yeah, private. that's that's much too long okay. to put up on the screen. Okay. It won't. Okay. It won't work. Uh, what he the gist of what he's saying is the PA Constitution uh, does predate the general government constitution. And so I do he quotes he quotes Article uh, Twenty One, Article One, Section Twenty One. Excuse me, which is in the Bill of Rights, the Bill of Rights of Pennsylvania. So essentially, what we're saying is, look. A lot of times, uh, these, these state laws, when they are being overturned in federal court, are going to result in a top-down nine justices, often a 5-4 split, determining what the firearms law is going to be across this continental landmass. Again, I encourage you to go to any of these firearms cases that I've, I've published, uh, the 10th Amendment Center, they're on my website. And what's happening here is that they're just calling any any right that is mentioned in the Constitution, they're calling it a constitutional question. Now, granted, the Judiciary Act had said that states can be, uh, after the state appellate process is complete, it can go to federal court if it, the issue raises a constitutional question. Well, what happens is then pretty much anything now is deemed a constitutional question. If guns are involved, it's a constitutional question. But this really is in contravention to what was proposed in the Constitution, where we talked about the the powers of the general government being, being few and defined, and that was Madison 45, and the powers of the state being numerous and definite. So, you know, this is accordingly a 10th Amendment issue, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it's decided. But we see this time and time again with the NRA, Gun, Gun Owners of America, filing in federal court to overturn state gun rights. Ultimately, what you're doing is acknowledging or lending legitimacy of the general government's control over firearms. And that ultimately is going to be a very bad thing, particularly if Trump does not win this next election. And it, and um, to be perfectly honest, Trump was even worse on firearms than was Obama. That's something to think about, too. But I think well, Biden will be way worse. Go ahead. So I, I know one of these lawyers, and I, I keep saying to him that there he's making this a constitutional right, is giving the government power to regulate them. Because he's giving authority to the government because they gave it to us and they can take it away or do it, amend it or do whatever they want. I keep trying to get them to realize that they're natural rights and these are restrictions on the government, not a list of our rights. He just doesn't, he just can't get that. I don't know why, but I, I every time I see him write something about it, I always respond to it and I always tell him that you're getting it wrong. He just posted something the other day and I, I post it again. That this is why we're losing because you keep giving the government the power to uh, rule on these things by calling them constitutional rights. They're not constitutional rights. They existed before the Constitution. And that's, and Greg's right. It, the, the PA Constitution was before the U.S. Constitution. So they existed before the PA Constitution even existed. And so, Greg, 
said they won't ever get it and they won't ever get it. And again, no. refer to my article, the problem with lawyers and the constitution. Yeah. They won't and get that's, it. that's people on our side. Yeah. They can't get it. This is the this is the main complaint I have what what I call the malfeasance of the legal education industry. They teach lawyers who the many of whom end up being future legislatures, legislators, beg your pardon, justices, uh, Supreme Court justices, uh, federal justices, uh, and then the ones that make their cases that go to them. We are taught in law school, for instance, in the bar review uh, classes. For purposes of expediency, if you are taking the multiple choice part of the bar exam, and there is a day where you have to answer 100 in the morning and 100 in the afternoon, and they said, if you come across two options that are uh, competing with each other, one being the 10th Amendment, one being the 14th Amendment, you don't even need to read the fact pattern. That's a gimme. Just check the little bubble, fill in that bubble that says the 14th Amendment. The 14th Amendment is always the right answer. Now, it's always going to be the, the right answer according to case law, which is what we are taught in con law, constitutional law. It is not, however, the correct answer if you're going with the originalism perspective the Constitution has ratified. Interestingly, Scalia is hailed as an originalist, as a textualist, but the textual interpretation of statutes is the lazy man's approach. That's why textualism fails. We've talked about that before as well. And case in point, the 14th Amendment, that's where it's, well, it says state. And everybody says, well, that means the state can't do anything because now the Constitution is supreme in every way, shape, or form. And again, that is not supported by history. It is... Um, Again, in direct contravention to the Constitution as ratified. Read the ratification debates as opposed to case law. Lawyers are taught case law. I will tell you, Jeff, you know how many times the preamble to the Bill of Rights, constitutional ratification debates was ever brought up in law school? Zero. One, zero. One? Never. Oh, okay. I was, I was gonna, gonna say, say if you said one time, I was gonna be shocked. I would have said zero. Big goose egg never mentioned. So, you know, this suppression of information that is going out there is nothing new to the tech industry. We have all the, the, you know, they play hide the football when it is a source of information that would actually lead away to centralized power. And that's what we're up against. And now I think we're literally in for the fight of our lives over what's happening with COVID, the draconian response to it, the nonsensical response to it. And we're starting to see more people, uh, for instance, in New York and in Louisville, say absolutely no to the lockdown. Stop shutting our businesses down. And New York, we saw people throw out from a business, the health department and the sheriff standing by as well. And they left. You know why? Because they knew they had to. Did you see the article I shared from uh, Governor Whitmer saying that uh, don't travel for Christmas? <laughs> no. Well, well I, I think... Did uh, her dress? She looks like she's right out of the Star Wars. She's one of those imperial senators, you know, the emperor. She looks like she has the emperor clothing on from Star Wars. It was pretty funny looking. And the fact of the matter is, I asked, "What are you, any of you people still listening to these scumbag communists? Uh, yeah. Why? Why are you listening to these people? I mean, and it's time to stop. Just they don't ignore obey them. Own, they don't obey their own mandates. Look at Fauci out there watching a. a 
a game. Our Governor Herbert's been shown in uh, gatherings without masks or social distancing. Gavin Newsom with the elitists out there. I mean, we see we have, we have story after story after story. But the unwashed masses somehow are taking it upon themselves to think that it's their obligation to comply. Just saw a video on somebody uh, somebody posted on Facebook of this man dressed in his Hawaiian shirt and, you know, print shirt and shorts going up to this woman, put an effing mask on, getting very, very close to her. She says, sir, step away from me. No, I'm not. And he's screaming at her. And this was in a, it looked like a big store like Walmart. And he got to one of the employees and said, doesn't anybody care that I'm not wearing, that she's not wearing a mask? And the woman said, no, leave her alone. But, you know, when when are we going to be subjected to physical violence over this? We're already being subjected to physical violence over what kind of hat we're wearing. If it is red, for instance, uh, if you're at a rally during the we saw during the last election cycle campaign in 2016, people getting assaulted, physically assaulted over going uh, doing no more than attending Donald Trump rallies. So there's going to be, I think, a lot more of this. Wearing a mask is the new political correctness. It's politically incorrect to not wear a mask. And then they go and say, well, don't you politicize this? You already have. You already have. You are calling people now who support one president. And you also see if somebody in, in all the comment sections on, you know, online on articles in various places, if somebody's against wearing a mask immediately, oh, you know who that person voted for. It's it's become a red team, blue team. I absolutely refuse to participate. Anyway, this is going to be a quick show. And here we are once again at almost an hour. Anything you want to say before we wrap it up? No, I think I'm about done with it. I, I'm definitely done with the COVID thing. Uh, yeah. I'm ready for it just to be over. I don't know if I'm going to get that. I believe that these uh, tin horn dictator wannabes like Gov Governor Wolf Cuomo, your governor, Herbert. Uh, these guys have, you know, power on the brain. They think that they are dictators. I don't think we're going to get away from them very quickly, but I think they're finally starting to overstep their bounds and people are finally starting to get to the point where they're going to say no. I, at least I hope so. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and the reason we wanted to cover that article, that article today about the art critic and, and saying that Republicanism needs to be isolated and snuffed out is, uh, we're hoping to do a show tomorrow. That would be Thursday with, uh, Mark Kresslins to talk about some of, uh, his ideas on peaceful political divorce because, you know, two, two scenarios. Trump's going to eventually win either because, uh, some of these state election shenanigans have been corrected and if it shows that they were significant enough to hand him the election i personally believe they are again i'm not biased uh, he's done a lot of things that really really annoyed me or if if biden wins and starts doing the gun grab you know we are we are headed down a really bad path spending the the government spending like drunken sailors this can't continue so uh, we're going to talk about that hopefully tomorrow. So I want to thank everybody for listening. This has been episode 34 of the Wasatch Report. <laughs>